0: It's the Fantasy Bros NFL Podcast. Welcome in for our first live stream. I'm your host, Jason. This is my brother,
1: Jake. Jake, what do you got for him? What's up, everybody? Welcome. Welcome to the pod. We're here to get it rolling and talk some ball. That's what's up. So today,
0: Saturday, we're going to run through a look at the uh, DFS main slate on DraftKings tomorrow. We're going to take a look at our own models, maybe look at some pro models on Fantasy Labs and let you guys know some of the players that we like and don't like for some DFS games this week. So let's pull up our Fantasy Labs here. So right here what we're looking at, this is a model that I created myself using the Fantasy Labs software and this is using the Fantasy Labs projections. So we'll start here at quarterback, we'll take a look, see who's popping in the ratings in the model right here and see who we like for different games. And then at the end of the episode we're going to put together a little cash lineup And we'll throw that in some double-ups and play them tomorrow and then do a review tomorrow night after all the games. We'll review all of our lineups. So, Jake, what are your first impressions here looking at these uh, quarterbacks?
1: Since the week started, looking at it all, I've been a huge fan on Lamar. The guy can do it all. I mean, he proved it last game. We all witnessed that. They got down big behind Indy. Guy storms back and pulls out one of the best games probably ever in NFL history to get the dub.
0: Yeah. I love Lamar, too, and guess what? Everyone does. Look at his projected ownership over here. He's coming in at 24% ownership. That is a huge chunk of the field. So we're talking cash lineups. There's no problem with that. I actually like playing heavily owned players because you have less to screw up that way. But if you were building tournaments, you may want to look to go somewhere else. So outside of Lamar, I'm really liking... Some of these other guys here up at the top. Mahomes, he's always expensive coming in at 8.3. But pretty narrow. You sack him with Hill, you sack him with Kelsey. Washington has some cheap options outside of McLaurin. You can bring him back with. You got Ricky Seals-Jones this week at tight end. He'd be a nice little plug-and-play. Um, not big on Heineke. You look over here at ceiling. They have his ceiling only at 30.5. I mean, obviously, you can go beyond that, but that's one standard deviation above their projection. So he doesn't really have access to that ceiling you would need to win tournaments. Again, in cash games, great play just because of his price tag here. Stafford going up against the Giants. This should be a blowout. The Giants aren't a great team to begin with, and now they're ravaged with injuries on top of it. So if LA gets out to a big lead, they might not need to throw the ball. Stafford might not return value at 6'7". Carson Wentz going against Houston, kind of a similar game script. Wentz is a little cheaper, but they don't really like to pass anyway. They're more of a run-first team. And then you're down to Herbert, and you're getting back into that Baltimore game. So I really like him as a sneaky play here, coming in at 6.6% owned. He's been putting up all year. We know what his ceiling is. He got 44 last week. Yeah. I'll 44 draft Kings points. 44. You play him with Mike Williams or Keenan Allen or Austin Eckler. You can run it back with Mark Andrews or Marquise
1: Brown. And you can build yourself a little game stack there, Jake. What are you thinking? Nah, I love that too. Herb, that was gonna be my number two. Uh, dude's been putting up numbers all year. Uh, the sneaky one with that too, like you were saying, like Mike Williams costs an insane amount right now, more than he's ever cost ever. I want to say it's eighty-one hundred. Yeah, we so can the, jump over here. And the guy that I really love to sack with Herbert then is Allen. I say he's significantly cheaper compared to him Yep, let's say mike's 81 keenan right there top of the list even 6400 he's due to get some targets i mean he does get targets he's just not producing touchdowns like big mike so stacking him with herbert and then you can run it back just like you had said mark andrews marquise brown if you really want to go out on a limb i believe rashad bateman's back even for the ravens this week Don't know if he's going to get a ton of looks, though, being a rookie. Um, So I would think Duvernay would probably even get more touches than him. So I would feel a little more comfortable sticking with Marquise Brown or Mark Andrews on that bring back.
0: I have a little interest in Bateman if I'm doing a large field tournament here. He's coming in at the min salary. He plays more on the outside. Duvernay's going to play in the slot. And I believe Sammy Watkins has a hamstring injury, so I'm not sure if he's going to play or not. But even if he's limited, Bateman's back. They're going to try to get him integrated at the min salary, he could, you know, be a nice little dart throw. So that's where we are with the quarterbacks. And when we're looking at quarterbacks, I think Jake and I both like to look for game stacks, not just one-off quarterbacks, unless we're building a cash lineup, in which case mm-hmm. you look for these cheap guys who have a rushing floor and even still you hope that they're playing in a shootout, which against Kansas City most games tend to be. So Heineke would be a great cash quarterback. Let's move on to running backs. Take a look what we got there. So here in the model, you have Jonathan Taylor almost on a whole tier by himself, according to the, the ratings, based on my models. DeAndre Swift is there. And then Melvin Gordon, surprisingly, third here in the ratings, based on my model. Now, you can look over here and see that his projections and ceiling are nowhere near those other guys. But based on his matchup, the uh, the software likes him. I really like Darrell Henderson, like we mentioned. If the Rams get out to an early lead, you might see 20 to 25 carries. Kareem Hunt... He's a pass-catching back, and Nick Chubb got ruled out this week. So Hunt's going to see a lot of action. Mixon's always a good play when he's healthy. Tons of volume. Dalvin Cook, same thing, tons of volume. Um, Zeke going against New England. Game might be slowed down a little bit. Dallas might be forced to run. New England might want to take some of their receivers away and force them to run, so Zeke might be a sneaky play. Eckler does it all. Um, Then we're getting into some guys that I'm probably
1: not going to touch here in this range. Jake, what are your initial thoughts? I'm right there with you. I know earlier in the week Darrell Henderson was popping. I've been a huge fan of him. With them going against the Giants, I feel like they're just going to pound the rock. It'll be similar to the game we saw Thursday night with Tampa and Philly where uh, Big Lenny was getting a bunch of the share. I think Darrell Henderson will carve out a similar role here for this game. Uh, I guess some talk is Sony Michelle cutting into it. I see he's a little bit further down, but he's sort of up there as well, and he comes in really cheap. He could be a sneaky play to go with him. I just I'm not a huge fan, like we've been saying though, the projection and ceiling. Really, really low. Projected ownership though, insanely low for him. Um, Darrell Henderson, I say, he's coming in quite a bit higher. Another guy that I feel like is a sleeper sort of dude is Javante Williams, the counter to Melvin Gordon there. I just feel like he's due to break out. The rookies, rookie running backs, typically that's when they have some of their best years. I mean, it's the first three years of their career. And I feel like he's due. He's breaking all the tackles. No one can bring him down. Takes like three to five guys every play just to bring him down. And you see his stat line there. I mean, he's getting decent amount of attempts. Looks like I guess it's dwindled down a little bit. But the yards for a carry and whatnot are there. And then he also gets targeted out of the backfield. So he's a big guy, it looks like. I mean, he's getting double-digit uh, touches every single week. I just feel like he's bound to pop off. And the Raiders run defense is garbage. We saw that the other week where Eckler just trounced them and had over 100 yards rushing.
0: Yep. I love that call. I'm big on Javante Williams too. I feel the same way you do. Now something with running backs, look over here at the ownership. If we sort by projected ownership, you have Kareem Hunt coming in at a projected 41%. Almost half the field is going to be running Kareem Hunt. And then you have Khalil Herbert at 27%, Henderson 24 So a lot of these running backs that I mentioned, you know, myself, Henderson, Taylor Swift, those are three of my favorites. They're a lot of people's favorites. So in large field tournaments, I might go a little lower down here. Let's sort back my rating again. And then let's go down here and look for some guys that are below the 20% owned. So you have Dalvin Cook, Ezekiel Elliott. They're a little more expensive, but we know what they're capable of. Um, I didn't really like this group. Hubbard is going to be playing with McCaffrey ruled out, but he's at 18%. Javante is a really sneaky play here. I agree with everything Jake said. Khalil Herbert, 27% owned, and I just don't know if he even has access to a 30- or 40-point game, so I'm probably not going to be playing him. Aaron Jones is always in consideration. Let's scroll down here a little bit further, though. There's some, uh, some guys.
1: Darrell Williams, I guess. I'm kind of shocked. He was Everybody was really high on him to start the week since uh, CEH was out. Yeah. Looks like his projected ownership, though, has dropped quite a bit.
0: Darrell Williams, there's no news on him necessarily, so... Um, I don't know, I haven't been tracking today I don't know if they signed anybody or bringing anybody in But otherwise it's just going to be Darrell Williams and Jarek McKinnon Um, And just playing in that Kansas City Chiefs offense He could fall into the end zone once or twice So yeah, I'm with you at 4,900 I think he's worth consideration Antonio Gibson, he's coming in at 10% owned Another guy probably worth considering Um, Devontae Booker Earlier in the week, I would have guessed He would have been over that 25% ownership mark He's down to 11, I think he'd be a good play here at that ownership and then a guy I really like this week sneaky guy Demetric Felton that guy mm-hmm. looks electric on tape he's a stud they've been designing plays for him even when Chubb was healthy along with Kareem Hunt in the background and they were force-feeding Felton he looks really good so with Chubb out I think that Kareem Hunt's going to take that lead back role and I could see Felton almost taking that Kareem Hunt role and he's coming in at 4,000 which is the min salary for running backs So that's a guy, I mean, his projected ownership is 0% right now. I'm sure that'll go up a little bit before tomorrow. But if you're playing a large field GPP, you want to throw an entry in the Millie Maker, that's someone that has the upside and min salary, and you're going to get leverage because he's going to be really low owned. So I really like him. Um, Other than that, I don't really see anybody below here. A.J. Dillon has looked really good when he plays, but you obviously have Aaron Jones in the mix. So I just don't think that you can play him unless you're projecting an injury or a blowout and then, which this could be a blowout, so maybe this is an A.J. Dillon game. They're playing Chicago. Outside of that, Naheem Hines, um, he has himself games, but it's usually when Indianapolis is playing from behind. They should have a lead with Houston. I wouldn't consider him. James Conner playing at Cleveland. 5500 is a little too rich for my blood. I'm not touching him, and, and that's it. We're at
1: the bottom here. I Jake, guess, you got thoughts on that bottom half? Well, Madison... I guess I haven't been following as closely the past couple days, but he was out the other day. He came out and stretched and then went back in. And Dalvin uh, participated, not a full practice, but he did participate. So I'm just curious, I guess, how that situation is going to turn out. I mean, if, Dal- if Dalvin – if he ends up being out and Madison's healthy, I mean, you got to play Madison again, I feel like. He would be a great play for how cheap he is. But otherwise, if Dalvin gets the nod – He's going to get touches and volume like he always does. Yep. You can count on him. I mean, he never really ever lets you down. Yeah, and whichever one of those running backs is playing is usually a
0: lock-button play for me, depending on the salary. I just love each of them. They're both um, game-script proof. It doesn't matter. If they're projected to win by a lot, play from behind, Minnesota likes to feed the running backs. So, yeah, Dalvin Cook, 7700 When he's healthy, he's, he's priced up to 9000 sometimes. So 7,700 is kind of a discount on him, and like Jake said, if he doesn't play, Alexander Madison's going to be in all my lineups. So I think that does it for the running backs. Move down to receivers here.
1: Jake, what are your initial thoughts on these receivers? Uh, Keenan Allen, been loving him. Uh, for me, I've been a huge fan of him and Robert Woods. I feel like for those games. They're going to be getting a lot of the target share for those, especially with that L.A. Giants game. I feel like L.A. is just going to pour it on from the get-go and jump out to that huge lead. And then the Chargers and Ravens game is going to end up being a shootout is what I imagine happening for that scenario.
0: Yep, over here we
1: can take a look. The over-under, 51
0: over-under for that Chargers-Ravens game, and it looks like it's about a a 2.5-point spread. So, yeah, that should be a tight game, high-scoring as long as that's going back and forth, that's kind of the game environment you're looking for. And then same thing down here. So Not same thing. A little bit bigger spread. 49.5. Yeah, you're just looking at an 8-point spread. so It's still above that 48-point threshold that we look for. Um, anything below 48 is really game script dependent for me. You're just looking for the what kind of environment you're going to be looking at when you're picking players. But anything over 48, it's all systems go.
1: What else are you thinking here? Uh, Brandon Cooks, guy's a target monster. There's really no other option in Houston. They had Chris Moore last week. I can't imagine, though, that's going to happen again. The guy was playing up from the practice squad, so I'm sure Cooks will get his looks again. Awesome price for him. Uh, Indianapolis' defense, the secondary is a bunch of geezers now. I'm like, (laughs) they're all getting to that stage, being washed up. So I love Brandon Cooks. Dude's 27, still looks phenomenal. Uh, the other guy there I like, T. Higgins. He's kind of being implemented back into the Bengals. I think last week was his first week back from injury. Yep. And Jamar Chase, he's going to hit a cold streak. I mean, there's just no way I feel like you can catch a touchdown pass every single game of the year. And yep. someone's due for a touchdown catch besides Jamar Chase on that offense, and I feel like it's got to be Higgins here. He looks like the number two guy for them. Boyd's kind of taking that number three role. I think it's his time.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. Higgins uh, looking to have that second-year breakout, dealing with injuries for a couple games, but he's outscored his projection in the games that he's suited up. So I totally agree with you there, and especially coming in at this price, 5300 Now, he is 19% ownership. And with receivers, since you get to play three of them on DraftKings, it's really not that big of a deal if you're playing a receiver who's heavily owned. Um, and this week it doesn't look like anyone really is, though. You have down your Cooper Cup at 21%. No one else has owned. I was wondering. Yeah, yeah. higher than that twenty-one percent. So okay, you can really mix and match and play whoever you want this week, in my opinion. Now, you were talking about Brandon Cooks. What I like about this too is Houston is underdogs, so you're going to be expecting them to be playing from behind, slinging the ball. Mm-hmm. That's going to put Cooks in a good position. And then on the bringback, Indianapolis. We already mentioned going over the running backs. That Jonathan Taylor is one of our favorite plays this week. He's the play this week. So, they're both coming in at 19% ownership. You might be able to get some leverage by playing both of them. Or not both at 19. I guess Cooks is at 16. But I think you could play them both in a lineup. I think they're both reasonably priced. And if that game plays out the way we expect it to, they could both hit. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm looking here at the ratings. Van Jefferson's popping. I don't like playing receivers that are that cheap and only projected to score this much in this range unless I'm running them with their quarterback. So I would really only consider Van Jefferson if I'm playing a Stafford stack. I would never play him in cash. Sterling Shepard, I don't really like him as a standalone, but at that price. And it appears that he's healthy. He doesn't have an injury designation. So that's someone else. You know, he's popping in the ratings. Cheap, low own. That's someone worth considering, I think. I think everybody's going to be on Kadarius Toney again this week. But we got to remember, Kadarius Toney has been essentially Sterling Shepard's backup all season until Shepard got hurt. So Shepard's in play. Woods always in play. Mark Cooper it looks like his injury designation's gone. I know he was dealing with uh, was it was yeah, a hamstring coming out of last week.
1: Hamstring coming out last week.
0: Yeah, but he's playing against New England. That's probably going to be a slowly paced game. They might not even need to pass the ball at six K and coming in at eleven percent own. I'm probably not looking to play him a ton. Um, Thielen? He's a red zone monster. He gets in the end zone a lot. But other than that, he's not really reliable. So very volatile. I'm not going to be playing him in any cash games. Just coming down here. Not really loving these plays here. Jamar Chase, love him. Just the talent. Pure talent. He hasn't let us down yet. I know Jake said the opposite. He can't do it forever. But he hasn't given us a reason not to believe in him. So he's in my player pool. Tyreek Hill, great play. Especially when you compare him up with Patrick Mahomes this week. Um, Just scrolling down, Marquise Brown might be my favorite play of the week. This guy is a few drops away from being a top-five wide receiver on the year. So he's shown that he has the athleticism, he can create separation, and that Baltimore likes to target him. He just needs to come down with the ball. So in a game against the Chargers that should be uh, a shootout, high-scoring game, I love him coming in under 6K. And I'm really surprised to see his ownership here under 10%. I thought more people would be on him like I am. So he's going to be in quite a few of my lineups this week. Keep going down. you got Devonta Adams, Cooper Cup. I mean, they're expensive, but they always put up good cash plays if you can afford them. CD, DJ Moore, those guys kind of in the same boat, but on a separate tier. And then just going down, we're getting into guys that I'm not really excited to play. I do like Terry McLaurin if you're going to run a Chiefs stack, but he's a little expensive this week and 16% owned. So I would probably only play him In a chief stack. I don't think I would play him in a standalone lineup. That about does it for me. If you want to play the Arizona-Cleveland game, you want to play some stacks there. Rondell Moore, he's looked incredible on the field when they get him the ball. He's coming in at 4.6. And Max Williams injured his knee. He's out for the season. So they're going to be without their tight end. Mm -hmm. who was getting about seven to eight targets a game. So Rondell Moore could be a sneaky start. We've seen how electric he looks. And he's coming in at 1.4%. They might give him those seven or eight targets that were going to the tight end. It's really about it. I mean, you have the names that you recognize, like New Copkins down here. Always play him. If you uh, want to get an Arizona stat going. You got Mike Williams. He's been playing great this year. But, you know, they're kind of lower rated based on the model. Guys that maybe I'm not going to play so much unless their ownership dictates otherwise. And in this case, it looks like it just might. <laughs> yes, yeah, super low ownership. So that's where we're at with receivers. Let's keep it moving, get on to tight ends. Jake, what do you think here?
1: Initial impression. This week, I mean, the guy I'm trying to put in every single lineup right now is Travis Kelsey. He is like at a 25% off discount compared to normal. I don't think he will be this cheap ever again the rest of the season. I, That's really the only person I'm really considering right now. Mark Andrews is 1B. He's another guy, but out of all my lineups, those are pretty much the only two tight ends I've been considering. Mark Andrews. He's getting the targets now. Last week we just saw him get a couple touchdown catches and I believe a couple two-point conversion catches. He's an animal. Um, Honestly, they're like one in the same player right there. They're both unguardable, huge monsters that can run and do it all.
0: Yep. I agree with your takes on those players, but if we're building lineups, I'm looking over here at the projected ownership, and with Kelsey coming in at 24 and Andrews coming in at 19, you can gain massive leverage by playing one of these other guys. And we both talked about how much we like Keenan Allen. You could run a Herbert, Keenan Allen, Jared Cook stack. It seems like Mike Williams has been the end zone threat this year. So mm-hmm. if you're not going to play Mike Williams, but you think that these players can get there, well, Keenan Allen is the underneath between the 20s guy. So if Mike Williams isn't scoring the touchdowns, Jared Cook might find himself in the end zone once or twice. And at only $3,200, he can return value pretty easily. When we say return value... For cash games, such as double-ups and head-to-heads, we're just looking for a a 2.5 times return. So if he's coming at 3.2, think of that like 3.2 points times 2.5. That's how many points we want him to score. So, I mean, we can get 7 points from him pretty easily. That's one catch and one touchdown. Or if he gets 4 catches for 30 yards, that's 7 points. That's all you need from him. Whereas Travis Kelsey needs to score you 15, 16 points to return value. And this is just cash games. If we're doing tournaments, we need 4X to return value. Well, Jared Cook can still get you that 12, 13 points. Mm -hmm. With Travis Kelsey, you're going to need 28 or 30 points or else you don't even have a shot. So I kind of take that into consideration too when I'm building lineups. I think everyone should. Um, But the ownership here coming at 9.7 and with him in the ratings, he's popping as my second highest rated player. So I think I'll be playing a lot of Jared Cook, especially with Herbert. And then Hunter Henry... He's really asserted himself as the pass-catching tight end in that New England offense, and he's coming in under 4,000, 5% owned. Tight end is such a crapshoot. I really like paying up and getting one of those studs like Kelsey or Waller or just going down under 4K and finding someone that's serviceable because if they find the end zone, they return value. And if they don't, it was a cheap player to begin with. Hopefully you made up for it by playing a higher-priced receiver or running back. So that's my thoughts there. No one else I'm really loving. Um, Little cheat code. I do like to play tight ends with quarterbacks in stacks. So if you are going to play a Minnesota Carolina stack and you're playing Kirk Cousins, maybe throw Conklin in. You don't have to play Thielen and Jefferson. You can save quite a bit of salary right here by playing Conklin and hoping he gets those touchdowns instead of Thielen. Other than that, I'm not really liking any of these tight ends. Waller, just because of his ceiling over here and his low ownership, He's always going to be in my player pool. But, yeah, not a ton of guys I'm loving otherwise. Ricky Seals-Jones is probably going to be my cash tight end just because of that price. And like I mentioned earlier, I actually prefer playing higher-owned players in cash lineups because you have less to get wrong that way. You're in it with everyone else. That's about it. I don't know. Jake, any other last thoughts on tight end? No. No? All right. Well, guys... We are going to build a cash lineup real quick, and then we'll get out of here. So let me bring us back to Fantasy Labs here. We'll start over at quarterback. We're going to build one cash lineup. We'll throw this in a double up tomorrow, and then we'll review it after the games tomorrow night, doing our live stream at 6 o'clock. So, Jake, who's our quarterback going to be? QB1
1: for this week. QB1. Let's switch it up from what we have been doing and go with uh, Taylor Heineke. Heineke. I love it. This is a
0: good cash lineup play. So let's lock button him, get him in the lineup, and I'll tell you what, I'm going to come over here and sort by projected ownership. So we got Heineke, our second highest owned player, and he's coming in at 5,800. Love that play. Let's switch over to running back here. Actually, you know, I'm just going to get this out of the way now. I already told you guys I was going to run Ricky Seals. So stack him up. Now we got the stat going here. Should we just get rid of defense, too, while we're at it? On it. Come over to your defense. Now, defense, I actually feel a little different. I don't like playing heavily on defenses because that is such a volatile position. You can find a ton of leverage.
1: That's true, I guess. Yeah.
0: So let's find a cheap defense that's rated high and we can get some leverage on. I'm thinking either of these top two. 2,600. 4,2700. 42700. I, we'll
1: I mean, Arizona's got the lower projected ownership. Might as well. Okay.
0: We'll go Arizona. They're playing Cleveland on the road, defense travels, and they're playing Baker Mayfield with a torn Laborman, his non throwing shoulder. So he's never been mobile to begin with, and now they know he can't throw. They might just pin their ears back and go get him. So we'll plug that in for now, and we'll just see how the rest of the lineup fills out. So let's jog over here to running back. Let's get back over,
1: sorted by projected owned. Jake, who you like in here? This is uh, going against kind of the correlation we typically would think, but I'm like, I feel like we have to do Cream Hunt since we're doing a cash lineup. With Nick Chubb going down and out, Cream Hunt's going to get a boatload of carries and touches, and he's already been there receiving back. I know you were talking about Dimitri Felton, which I think he will get touches, but I just feel like the volume for Cream Hunt's going to be so high, especially since the Browns are a run-first team anyway.
0: Yep, I like it. I like Cream Hunt. He's a pass-catching back. So he has that high floor there. Um, I see Khalil Herbert here as the next highest-owned player, but I, I just don't love him as a player playing against Green Bay. I really like Darrell Henderson. 6K is affordable. Otherwise, I think we get all the way down here to Devontae Booker. He's coming in still 12% owned, but we can create some differentiation from these other guys. Um, and even Darrell Williams. And I like playing running backs in my flex spot and cash lineups because they have that higher floor since they're getting those guaranteed carry touches. So I'm going to plug in Devontae Booker for now, and we'll see. We may come back and throw Daryl Williams in, but let's see what Jake wants to do with his next pick. Go receiver here. Let's see what we got.
1: See. Still sorted by ownership over here. Cup looks like he's the guy everybody's a fan of this week. Can't go wrong. I mean, his ceiling's through the roof. Sitting at 28 there, projected for over 22.
0: His price is through the roof, too.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, so we'll go with a decent-priced guy. Let's go to the guy I talked about earlier, uh, Brandon Cooks. I feel like he's going to have a monster day against Indianapolis there. I like it.
0: I'm going to say here at receiver and go with another cheap, high-owned receiver that we talked about earlier, T. Higgins. So, we still have our wide receiver and our flex spots available, and we have $7,900 per player. So, now we can kind of spend up and really jam in who we want to play. So, maybe we come back here and sort by rating, and we won't pay so much attention now to the cost.
1: Jake? Yeah, we got a bunch of money. Okay. Yep. Eckler. I feel like he's a dude that's going to get the numbers. And he'll get work. Well, him or Zeke. I like Zeke, too. Zeke. Do you not like Jonathan Taylor? He's our highest-rated running back, and
0: we'd have <laughs> that Houston correlation.
1: I guess that's true, yeah. We could have the correlation there with that.
0: Yeah, let's do JT. Let's plug him in. And we got 9-2 left, so I think that really leaves us with one option, and that would be Devontae Adams. Mr. Devontae. Plug him in. We have two hundred dollars left, so we can come revisit defense quick. But I think this right here looks like a pretty good lineup. So let's uh, get sorted here by rating, and we got twenty-eight hundred. So yeah, Cleveland, Arizona. It looks like that,
1: or twenty-nine hundred. Twenty-nine. We could go Minnesota. I do like that defense probably better, cause I like Minnesota's too. Playing at Carolina. Got Christian McCaffrey out again this week. Let's do it. So here we go
0: we got Heineke with Ricky Seals-Jones. We're going to be playing Kareem Hunt, Devontae Booker, Brandon Cooks, T. Higgins, Devontae Adams, Jonathan Taylor. We'll throw this in a double-up lineup, and we'll take a look at it tomorrow after the games. All right, guys. Well, on that note, we're going to wrap up. We want to thank everyone for tuning in to our first live stream. We'll be doing another one tomorrow night, and then every Tuesday, Saturday, Sunday from here on out. Um, check us out on facebook instagram twitter at nfl or at fantasy bros nfl (laughs) and uh here find us on youtube thanks for tuning in come hang with the bros